From the Library of Maria Menounos, this is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hey guys, it's another episode of Book Circle Online. I'm your host, Jeffrey Masters, and I'm here today with Joshua Caleb Jackson. He is the writer of How to Pimp Corporate America. So let's figure out how. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, There are a lot of different connotations of pimp, depending on like where and when you grew up. I think we should start off by saying that we're talking about it in a very positive way. Yes, very, very positive way. If you think of... MTV show, Pimp My Ride. Right. You remember how they used the word pimp and how you have a junk car, you turn it inside out and just basically soup it out, as they call it. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I'm, what I have in my book and what I mentioned in my book and the connotation behind it. Because I want people to understand that they need to pimp themselves in order to pimp corporate America. Right. So that takes it to a whole nother level. And I use pimp in a more positive connotation, such as you have to make yourself better. Um, and that's really what I want people to understand. Make yeah. their careers better. And totally, yeah. It's very much like how to pimp yourself to like excel in corporate America. Exactly. Is that okay? What to say? It? Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, can for the people at home, can you like describe the uh, like pimping methodology you use? Yeah, absolutely. So, with the pimping methodology, what it means is is that, and I talk, and I just mentioned it earlier, you have to pimp yourself in order to pimp corporate America. So, it starts out with you changing your daily habits so that you can achieve success. Yeah. And so, um, and I think the book starts with goals and deadlines. Is that yeah. where we start? Yes, like, yes, yes. So okay. it starts out with the the pimp plan. And yeah, so, that's right. Exactly. So you first have your goals and your deadlines that you list out. You have your reminders so that you are on target with achieving those those goals. Yeah. And then after that, you have your vision board. So you create your vision board, um, and you and with the vision board, for those that don't know what that is, you would get a whole bunch of magazines. Cut out those different things in the magazines that relate to your goals and your dreams and visions in life. And then you would put it on your board and you would have it at a place in your home where you can always see it and always be reminded of your goals and where you're headed. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And the last part of the pimp plan is accountability partners. So you got to have people that are in your circle that are always helping you out, making sure that you're on the right track. Yeah, I think that one's huge because like they're checking in on you, but also like it's easier to like lie to yourself. Yes. You know? Like, if I want to lose, like, three pounds this month, and, like, I just tell myself, like, I probably won't do it. But if I tell, like, nine people, like, I'm going to feel horrible. Right. If they ask me, and I'm like, no, I'm still morbidly obese. Why is that funny? Just kidding. It can't be. But, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I think the accountability is, like, a major factor. Yes, I agree. Totally. Definitely. Um, going to the goals and deadlines, how can you make sure that you're setting like realistic goals within deadlines? Yeah, that's a good question. I always like to say, you know, first set up your short-term goals and then your long-term goals. And make it realistic where you know you can attain it. So if you have a goal of, I want to be a celebrity... Well, that's great, but maybe you should just start out small and be more specific with your goals, too. Don't let it be so broad where, you know, you can achieve it, of course. You can definitely achieve it, become a celebrity, but you have to have those steps to get there. And that's what I talk about with the goal as well. Okay, so it's like picking more, like, clearly definable things. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at what point, let's say you pick your goal, the deadline passes, um... At what point do you figure out if you should like expand uh, expand the deadline and keep working hard, or pick something more realistic and like change it? 
It's a good question. I'm counseling um, someone right now uh, with her career choices and where she's going in life. And one thing I mentioned to her is that even though you have a deadline, don't get so hung up on it. Okay. Uh, just know that just because it's a deadline is something that you definitely want to achieve. You can still achieve it if you go past the deadline. But just make sure that when you reach that point where it is at the very end of the deadline, okay, well, what am I doing that I can change so that I can really achieve this goal? Okay. And then just kind of rework your your process and your system of achieving that goal so that way that you can actually attain it gotcha. at some point. <laughs> and is there ever a point where you need to like reevaluate and like pick a new goal? I would only say that if okay, I'll just give you an example. Yeah, right? no, please. So so my goal one time was to start my own event planning company and I started at the age of twenty three. I realized after a year and a half I wasn't making any money. So my new goal had to be somewhere else. It had to be something different. So even though I wanted to be an entrepreneur per se, maybe entrepreneurship as an event planner wasn't my path. Gotcha. And so once I realized, okay, so my end goal is to be an entrepreneur, but how am I going to get there? And let me start focusing on other things that I like to do that I can just hone in on and then be able to expand and, and build a business. And is that how you found like business coaching and consulting? Yes. Oh, really? Yes. And, and how I came about really is... Last year, I was sitting down talking to a friend of mine, and I said, you know, when I'm at the age where I'm almost 30, and I'm 30 now. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) But I I, I was talking to a friend of mine, and I said to him, I said, there is definitely something I want to do to change lives, and especially in the, the corporate world. And I sat down, and I said, well, let me just start thinking about my gifts. I, as a kid, I used to always write. So I love writing, but I always wanted to do motivational speaking and go out to just different colleges and high schools and just speak on how they can become successful with their nine to five. And it started out with that and then realizing, okay, let me grow this into something else where I can have a book, where I can go on tour, talk to these different schools and talk to different corporations and then get people involved with understanding more about how they can really become become successful. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, you said in the book too that most people don't actually want to be like their own entrepreneurs. Oh yeah, absolutely. That really surprised me because I mean, I guess I would like to be, but like (laughs) you said in the book that most people want just nine to fives with good benefits. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly true. Uh, the statistic, I believe, is over 85% of citizens in the, in the, in the United States, wow. they all have nine to five jobs. So not everybody is an entrepreneur. Now, there are a lot of books out there that talk about yeah. becoming an entrepreneur, becoming, you know, network marketing, those different, you know, type of jobs. Right, being uh, your own be, business Being your owner. own business owner, like an independent consultant, yeah. which I applaud that. But a lot of people are just turned away from it and they just want to do their own thing with their regular nine to five job and they just, they don't want to. Mm on their own business but there at the very end of the book i have a chapter that's called hustle harder yeah and with that it talks about people that are in their nine to five but then they still want to maybe do something else on the side a a craft a hobby that they just want to perfect on more yeah and then maybe you know even start their own business and with that like 85 percent don't want to be entrepreneurs which is is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that because it's like a lot of work and yeah. just like a lot of risk involved? Absolutely. Too? Not, not a lot of people like to take risk. And I'm going to take a big risk at the end of this year when I hope, you know, my job isn't looking at this video. But if they are, hey, it's fine. But <laughs> when I when I leave my job at the end of this year, because next year I will be on tour um, called the Revolutionizing Pipping Tour, where oh, I'll really? be going to high schools and colleges explaining exactly what this book is about. And that's a big risk. Yeah. But a lot of people, they just can't do it because of 
circumstances such as family and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, that's on. really exciting. So that's going to be 2016? Yes, 2016. Oh, my. And is that just you doing the tour? Yep. Me doing cool. it tour. Yeah. And so you're like planning that and everything? Wow. All of that. Planning that, sending out emails this month because school is, is in session. And it's weird because on this coast, school starts fairly late. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because I was going to start sending out emails in August. But my publicist was like, no, you might want to wait till September. <laughs> well, that's great. It's such like a, like a relatable, like easy to understand like message for like people, yes. like especially new to business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things in here I was... Um, like tailoring your resume to the job like yes. i didn't actually know that people didn't know that just because like you don't. print off each time for each job you know mm-hmm. I've, I've seen many resumes in the past and i've seen people just put down just regular job duties that they're supposed to do like for instance if they were a mailman they would put down a job duty that says i took the mail out or i <laughs> delivered mail uh, yeah, that's that's kind of a common thing. You know? yeah, <laughs> if you yeah. have a if you have a job like this and that's what your duty is, expound more on first of all what the job requirement is. What are they looking for in the job? Make sure that you pick certain points in that job posting that can you know be easily you know looked at and such in your resume and like put it in their own lingo too. Exactly, like make it easy for them, right? Exactly. And I used to work for Career Builder long time ago and one thing with career builder what they did was they have something called a resume database system and what they'll do is the employers would put in keywords and keywords like if it was a it project management position they might want to put in the actual software that they're looking for someone to be knowledgeable of gotcha. or maybe even the experience like project management maybe they got their master's degree or et cetera, et cetera. they put these different keywords in and then the resumes just boop just show up Wait, sorry, Career Builder is like a headhunter? Yes, CareerBuilder.com. Is, uh, have you ever heard of Monster.com? Yeah. So, yeah. Same thing. Same, yeah, they're competitors. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they'll use CareerBuilder. These employers use their resume database system, and they just only want resumes. And a lot of headhunters use CareerBuilder as well for just that purpose, a lot of recruiters. Uh, so if you have your job where you have those keywords already in your resume, then you just show up for those jobs that you want. Oh, interesting. So places like that keep resumes on file without your knowledge. Like, you're not knowing that you're even up for jobs. They just, like, hand over stacks. Well, they well not necessarily. So with that, the person has already, like, became a member online. So they oh, already have an account gotcha. and everything set up. Exactly. And so it's then, like a passive way to keep looking for jobs. Exactly. exactly. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess, so how, if you're applying for a job normally, mm-hmm. how do you make sure that you stand out from the pack? Because there's a lot of applicants for a lot of jobs. Yeah, yeah. How you would stand out from the pack would well, number one, if it's a job that is in a specific industry, so for instance, IT, yeah, and there's a, a site called Dice.com that's specifically for IT professionals, then that would be kind of like your gateway to get into uh, that market. You know, if, and so I always say find specific job websites yeah. um, that cater to your industry first. That's how you set yourself apart, number one. Number two, when you do revise your resume, um, you definitely want to make sure that you have those keywords that you see in the job postings that you normally will, you know, actually apply for. Okay. You know, and then lastly, uh, getting, you know, networking. LinkedIn is very perfect, very great resource. Start researching those different people that actually work at that company. 
And you never know, but you could just become their friend and then send them a message and say, hi, I'm, I noticed there's a vacant position, you know, at your department. Mm-hmm. Could you give me more information? It's all about just being warm and friendly. And then if they see that your LinkedIn profile is up to date and it has everything of what they're looking for, you never know what type of connections you'll make. Yeah, because that's like an aggressive and like a non-bad way of like reaching out. Right. But also if you're qualified, like they would be happy to hear from you because they want to fill the job. Yep. That's, That's interesting. Right. That's right. That's you know, I LinkedIn is so foreign to like the film and entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not foreign. We use it, but it's like it's um, not used much in like regular corporate. Right, America. right, and I, I get in trouble sometimes because, like, my sister is a doctor, and she's like writing cover letters, and I'm like, <laughs> you need personality, you need to stand out, da da da, and I'm like, well, actually, that's not true in that field, right. Now, I will say in the industry that is very popular are network events, mixers, definitely going out there just to have your resume and your headshot just in your portfolio with you. That's always helpful. Um, And then you always should just, I mean, in the entertainment industry, it is different because, you know, like you said, you know, earlier, but. I feel as though if, if you make the effort to go to different events, network with people, um, also maybe even go to, um, they have a lot of socials in LA, mm-hmm. you know, so make sure you're involved in different socials, you know, mixers such as that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my favorite, um, quote about like the changing economy and like mm-hmm. job structure is, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. He says the people who are successful today are not the ones who can rock a interview, but they can rock a cocktail party. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> you know, you want to hire people you like want to work with. Exactly. Especially in LA, you're working really long hours. And then what do you want to do afterward? You want to get a drink. Right. And right. like, you want to work with somebody that you still want to get that drink with. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> that is true. But then you have some people that are maybe because of their religion, they don't drink. Yeah. So, you know, in cases like that, they can say, well, you know what? I don't really want to go. I, I can go out. I just can't drink if you don't mind because of X, Y, Z. And I think that person would be more like, oh, okay. You know, more accepting mind. and understand. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would, I would mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next topic. I don't want to talk about non-drinkers. Okay. <laughs> right. Um, there were like personal stories littered throughout the book. Um, littered. That sounds like a bad connotation. Um, throughout the book, there's personal stories. Um, I had a question though. In June, uh, or in 2011, you yes. got a new job in June and then October. Um, that's three new jobs in a year. Yeah. Is that something you like recommend? Just because to me that like almost makes it look a little like less attractive for like a hiring an employee. Yeah, it, and it does. But how I always explain it is yeah. I, I just be transparent and I let them know because one of the jobs I left because it was just too much traveling and I just really just need to get out because it was like just I started having back pains. I couldn't sleep at night. Then I, you know, oh, they wow. were. Yeah. Then they had us working almost 14 hour days. You know, I just told I just told the honest truth. And then from that point on, I just started looking at other jobs and realizing I can get paid at least $20,000 more a year. Oh, I then see. I started applying silently. The next thing you know, two weeks of resignation letter. Really? <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, as obviously you got to take care of yourself. But I'm just thinking about right. like, looking at a resume of like three months, three months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I always urge people whenever I used to counsel and just say, you know, look, if you do leave a job because of maybe you didn't get along with the manager, never say that when you're right. in an interview. Just say, you know, because of the, the direction of where the company was going, I felt like I can grow better at XYZ Company. Keep it like that, short and sweet, and they'll appreciate you more. Oh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I was reading, too, that you're working on, like, the new corporate game book. Oh, no. Oh, no, what is the you're new watching corporate the- What is the new corporate game? <laughs> you're watching the. I think that no, was the No, I saw ad. it on your blog. Yes, 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 the corporate game book. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I call my book. 
is the, the new corporate game oh, book. Oh, this is the new yeah, corporate game. that's the new corporate game book. Oh, oh it's like a nickname. Oh, <laughs> nickname. I thought you had already written a second book. And I was like, this one just came out. No, right, right. I have thought about, actually, so it's funny you mentioned about that, is that in the second book, having uh, different stories from people that have used my tools. And they're yeah. saying, hey, this is what I used it for. And then they expound on that. Because I, what I, one thing I've learned <laughs> from one of the people that read it, they said, your stories are so good and so short and yeah. sweet. I just want more. <laughs> so when I look at the chapters, I'm like, ah, can I have more? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, because I, this came out like two weeks ago, and I was like, yes. how did things change that fast? Okay, so that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. And working with people, um, consulting, and helping them with like the stories today, what patterns do you see? Like, what common occurrences with different people? The most common one is that people just don't know that they need to massage their resume. And I talk about that in chapter eight. Uh, Just get some type of professional advice as far as with resumes. Um, I have a a resource that I work with right now. His name is um, Rick Pace of Pace Professional Resumes out of Atlanta. And um, he's actually a resource in the book that people can go to, go to their site and, you know, understand what their services are and, and be able to get their resume rewritten. Um, that's the most common one. The okay. other thing is people uh, people that get their degrees, they feel like the degree is the end all and that's it. Like, I got my degree. Mm-hmm. I can just go and work anywhere. Yeah, you can. But but the big thing is when you get out of college, you don't have experience. So getting internships during the yeah. summers is always helpful. Um, getting certified. So those working professionals that are in their you know profession for at least 10 years or however many years or if they're in their 20s and they're just trying to figure out how can I go up? Get it certified. Certifications actually weigh more than the years of experience at times. Wow. So it just depends on the industry and what they're looking for. Like for me, I work in IT and mm-hmm. consulting, and uh, I have a certification. I, and I got my certification three years ago. But that, uh, so many opportunities have opened up. Recruiters have kept calling me and calling me. It was to the point where I would get at least three phone calls a day. Really? Yes. Just because it's in that high it's demand? A, it's in that high demand. I should go back to school. (laughs) I mean, I was, I worked a corporate job like two or three years ago. And when we were looking through applicants to replace me when I was leaving, Mm -hmm. I was amazed at the people with like master's degrees that were Mm -hmm. like applying for my job. Like you said, though, had no professional experience. Right. And I felt so bad because like you have this higher education, but you can't like, (laughs) we can't hire you. Yeah, it's a bummer sometimes. Yeah. I also mm-hmm. felt bad. Like, I have a bachelor's on there with a master's trying to get, like, my job. I feel like it's <laughs> step down. I don't know. It's tricky. And, um, and it's all about who you know. You know, yeah. when you network with people. You know, and I think I mentioned this uh, definitely in one of my, in my uh, chapters is that I was laid off of one job. But because I knew someone from that previous job, she was able to get me in the door just like that. Like, so quick. It was totally. to the point where it was almost not even two weeks. And I was already in the door starting. My new job. Yeah. Totally. And I think that's a good example of like hitting the goals and deadlines on the plan. Exactly. Sometimes you'll lose your job and like doesn't mean abandon the deadline. Like, right. Things could work out. And let me talk a little bit more about that too. Please. Is that whatever you do have a goal and you have a deadline set out, if you don't focus so much on that deadline date and you just work hard at just achieving your goal, two things are going to happen. Either A, you're going to achieve your goal well before that deadline, or B, you're going to achieve it on that exact deadline date. The exact I, deadline. The exact deadline date. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So you talked a little bit about the tour coming up. Um, yes. Want to hear about what else is coming up? Like, what is on your current like vision yeah. board at the moment? Yeah. So I have uh, an event this month 
here in LA is called Pimp Spire. And Pimp Spire is inspiring people to pimp corporate America. Okay. <laughs> so that's my official book book release party. It'll be in downtown LA. And that that party is actually going to be the catalyst for many other things. That'll okay. be next year. And so, um, like I mentioned earlier with the tour next year, it's called the Revolutionizing Pimping Tour. That'll be for high schools and colleges. But Pimp Spire, I'm going to use that name yeah. and have it where it'll be conventions and seminars across the nation. So I will have awesome. Pimp Spire Atlanta, Pimp Spire Dallas, Pimp Spire Jacksonville, Pimp Spire Miami. And I would have all these different cities I would go to, and it would be a fun, packed weekend of just workshops. I uh, have motivational speakers coming in, and I'll, I'll do my Big Bang speech at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> and on the high note. Yes, yes. And then um I would, you know, also work with corporations. That's another thing I want to do too. Working with them, um there's a corporation um at uh in Atlanta that actually is already interested in me speaking at their convention next May. Awesome. You know, so this different things like that I'm just kind of just getting, you know, just all of the finite details just done. That's so that. exciting. Things are rolling in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having fun. me. Yeah, yeah, where can everybody find info if they want to read more about you? On your website? Is that the best place? Yes, yes. So they can go tell us to corporatepimp. Yeah. Yes. Dot. net. Mm-hmm. I always forget. Dot yeah, net. Dot net. Okay, cool. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you so yeah, much. <laughs> of course. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Until then, you can find all of our content on iTunes, YouTube, and, of course, bookcircleonline.com. Thanks. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.